0: Welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 26, and I'm your co host, Nigel.
1: I am a streamer and co host, Tazzy. Uh, I'm Gina, the show's producer.
0: And we are welcoming back a previous guest on our show and my mad illustrator, Penali. Penali, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm doing quite well, actually, surprisingly, considering
0: everything. You did sound surprised when you said that, so that I, I believe <laughs> that surprise. Um,
2: yeah, it's nice to be back, and I'm happy to happy to talk to you guys again.
0: Yeah, so we had Penelope on episode number eight, all the way back, um, where we talked about Zootopia or Zootropolis, depending on where you live in the world. Uh, so yeah, should be a good discussion today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, TuneIn, and uh, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, you can send us feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com or shout at us on social media, at mymada on Twitter, at My teas My on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. Uh, as always, let's start with what's been happening in the Mymada universe. <laughs> okay so we've had some stuff happening we've kind of gone from or at least me let me not speak for everyone i've gone from like nothing uh, and then some stuff starting to happen so we're starting to make some plans uh, one of the things we've done on this podcast for the month of april is we've introduced a new show format where we uh, talk with creators specifically about their work and um, so we've talked to a few people uh, and it went pretty well we have had three episodes that you can check out now And what we're doing, we're lining up more discussions, taking advantage while people are stuck at home. Uh, But also it's something we want to continue throughout the year pretty much. And if you are a creator or you know a creator who would make a good discussion, we've got a link where people can basically inquire uh, about joining us on the podcast for an interview. So we're going to put that link in the show notes and feel free to check that out. We're also doing Promotions or have done promotions by the time you listen to this. So we started with a hot lunch coupon raffle. Uh, so our latest manga, latest volume that came after a successful Kickstarter last year, we did, I think, in January sometime we got it in print. Um, so it's been out the regular edition, uh, collector's edition, uh, and we did a virtual coupon raffle just giving away Different discounts and a free book. Um, so, as we record, that coupon raffle ends tomorrow. Uh, so, obviously, you're too late for that. But we will likely do it for some of our other of our titles, Samurai Chef and Serious. So, yes, yeah, stay tuned for that. Best thing to do is subscribe to our mailing list because we send out all the messages. Uh, but you can also follow us on social media. Uh, and then we might have some gamepad news. We've been trying to think about how to, you know, adapt in this, this new socially distant, social isolation, uh, lockdown world that we live in, and how to adapt to an event that is all about meeting in the real world um, for a world where you can't do that. But we've got some ideas, and we're going to start with launching a gamepad community online. Uh, So if that's not already a thing, it will be a thing soon enough. We're still working out dates. Uh, And then we're going to have something in place of our, or what was our scheduled summer event, which has been postponed. We're not sure when uh, that will be rescheduled for, Uh, but we're looking to do something online, some combination of um, maybe some uh competitions some streaming as you can tell this is still like a work in progress but hopefully by the time you're listening to this uh those details will be out uh, in a little bit uh, more concrete way so yeah those are some of the things that are happening and yeah just as we adapt to this new situation uh, hopefully we'll have more news to share uh, so tanya let's find out what everyone has been consuming story-wise <music>
1: So yeah, uh, this is our spoiler-free discussion about what stories everyone's been reading, watching, playing. Um, we will start off with our guest Penelope. Um, so, what stories have you been consuming?
2: It's it's Penali, but Penel- sorry,
1: <laughs> that's
2: okay. That was yeah, I
0: heard that too. Uh, I was like, who who else would be on anyway. the show?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the P, and I was like. <laughs> okay. Just blank. I apologize.
2: It's alright. Um but I've been I've been watching a few things recently. I started watching the anime uh Demon Slayer so I'm about seven episodes into that which is it's still kind of getting started that far in but I've been enjoying it so far I like the the music a lot and the animation is really nice especially in the fight sequences uh so hopefully I will keep keep watching that and see how it goes I also watched um Get Out recently the movie uh from from a little bit ago uh which I thought was really good as well so I'm glad that I finally got around to watching it
1: um, awesome. Um, I've not seen either of those, if I'm honest. Uh, it was demons, Slayer you said, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I've, I've heard a lot about it and people have said like, oh, you know, you should check it out. Uh, so what's it like?
2: Um it's pretty it's pretty good like I said I'm only a few episodes in so I haven't really gotten the full experience yet but it's it's quite fun I think uh, it moves along pretty fast, which is nice um like you know how sometimes anime can like drag a little bit, but I feel like it keeps a good pace so it's quite fun and it has this whole like um flavor of sort of you know uh, like traditional Japanese flavor with all the like swords and stuff like that and it's really cool and magic and breathing techniques and things like that <laughs> so it's pretty fun
1: yeah i definitely i need to like bump it up the list you know <laughs> um gina what about yourself well, i
3: finally got round to playing the new pokemon game which isn't really new anymore but i've been playing pokemon sword and i finished it uh, like last week or something and i'm just like trying to fill the pokedex now which is taking a lot longer than I wanted because of the stupid weather conditions that you need to catch <laughs> certain Pokemon. <laughs> which is like, like... my I've got a friend who has Shield and he said that it took him two weeks to catch Corsola because it was just never the right weather. So...
0: But it's in real uh, world weather?
3: No, it's like the weather changes. game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, it changes every day. And I, I know you can set your switch to, like certain dates to get certain weathers but because i've also got animal crossing i don't want to risk like ruining something in that as well mm. so i'm just, just like checking every day like please be missed please be missed please be missed or fog whatever it's
1: called and it never is <laughs> does it change by day i thought it just changed i'm pretty sure it just changes randomly it
3: was, oh. Whatever it is, can, can someone just tell me what I'm going to get for?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I just like go, I, I'll go on it, and then like an hour later, I will come back on it, and the weather's changed. Uh, maybe I need to check it more because I saw I've been looking for fog for like three days straight now, and it's never there. And then connect to the internet, and then disconnect to the internet, and then connect again. That's another trick.
0: <laughs> wow! Okay. Yeah. it like oh, changes right. the system. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it changes the weather, and it changes. The uh, uh, the Dynamax things sometimes. Okay, I haven't got so worked that. out exactly, but <laughs> we got really annoyed because um, we were trying to do some Dynamax raids together, and um, like one of the switches just randomly decided it wanted to disconnect, so. <laughs> and when we connected, like everything had changed, and we was like.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that so I'll give that a go in that case
1: (laughs) Um, how did you find the story in that though
3: I liked it but it was so short compared to other Pokemon games and I know why they've done it it's because they've got those two expansion passes coming out and they want to make people pay for more story basically because this game was only like 30 hours and normally Pokemon games are at least 50 Mm -hmm. so I'm feeling like any extra bits are going to be in this expansion pass that I don't know. I feel like this should have just been in the story anyway, but
1: whatever. Yeah. I feel like it took a really long, a really weird turn without any spoilers. But once you um, sort of like defeat the, like you get, you become champion basically. Yeah. Uh, And you think, okay, this is the end. And then it just takes on this bit of story that kind of drags it out. Yeah. And,
3: It's not even like like, I get they wanted a post game thing, but it's not like in like gold and silver where you could go back to Kanto and do the whole thing again. It's like it's not wasn't that great. It really felt like it was dragging it out. To be <laughs> like. like, this,
1: this is not story. This is filler, and it's terrible.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about the the gu- the, two, the two
1: guys? <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the, and their ridiculous haircuts. <laughs> yes. I, like, I was like, no, someone was
1: paid to make these designs. <laughs> <I was about laughs> again? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I really don't like hop. I'm. I, you I know
4: actually,
3: what? I. He grew on me at the end because I did you play um Sun and Moon?
1: No, because
3: there's a character in that who's like Hop but he's just so much better. He's called Hal and I love him so much. And then Hop came along, I was like, No, you're just a replacement,
1: I don't like you. <laughs> I've been enraged by Hop since the beginning. I'm like, Stop trying to battle me, you're terrible, <laughs> you're the worst rival I have ever had, <laughs> please.
3: It's- do you know what? It was when we were fighting the steel Pokemon together and he kept sending out his double And I was like, I swear to God, if
1: I see that Dubwool one more time. <laughs> please. <laughs> it's a basic beginning Pokemon. And yes, it's cute and can be useful, but please, it's not your... Stop using it like a main Pokemon. <laughs> It's not even like this, it's got good moves. Okay, I'm sorry, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a gaming episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, yeah, I think if It we... sounded
0: like you needed to get that out,
1: though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm everyone. Yeah, but um, maybe we should have a little rant after, Gina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: But
3: I did enjoy it, though. I thought it was good. So at the end of the day, I'm glad I finally got to play it.
1: And are you looking forward to the DLC?
3: Yeah, I don't want to pay for it, but I know I will. It's just one of those things where you're like, no, I'm not going to. And then you've got it, like, ready in your basket to buy it. So, yeah. I think it will be good.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. Yeah, awesome. Um... So, yeah, I have been listening to a um, podcast audio audio story thing. I don't know what you call it. It's an audio series. It's like an audio book, but in episodes. <laughs> Called North Star Rising by Mike Bithell. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, But it's basically a story of two humans from Earth who get abducted by a spaceship. And uh, they decide to go on an adventure to find out why this spaceship has abducted them. Um, It's only on the second episode as of recording this podcast. Um, and it's still very early on. We've sort of just got to know the characters. Um, So I found about this on Twitter, but a lot of people I follow are involved with making it, and they do a brilliant job. Um, So uh, Samantha plays a girl called Tara, who's a student, um, who has always felt like they don't really fit in? Um, so, given the opportunity to go on this space adventure, um, is like, do you know what? I want to do this because maybe I'll find somewhere that I fit in. Um, and then uh, the her her, her like partner in space <laughs> travel. I guess someone she's never met before, uh, called Otis, who's played by Rahul that you might know from iZombie, um, one of my favorite Netflix series. Uh, and they're like completely different people, <laughs> but they've both like been abducted by this spaceship, uh, in the middle of the night. One's on the way home from studying, uh, and Otis is in the pool. Um, so Yeah, it's really interesting. And at the end of the two episodes I've listened to, I'm like, what happens next? (laughs) Um, So it's sort of like perfectly framed in a way uh, that gives you enough for that episode, but keeps you wanting more and you want to continue on the adventure. Um, They've just met two aliens. um, Also... But then join them on the adventure. And it's really good. Like, especially right now, um, I'd finished my audiobooks and I do not have the financial capacity to uh renew my audible account right now because there are a lot of things that want my money. <laughs> 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 so this is like perfect for me. Um I am looking forward to each episode that comes out. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend you check it out. Uh, it's on, I think it's on everything we're on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, there you go. It's called North Star Rising. Um Check out the, their Twitter accounts as well, because uh, some of the commentary on them recording this is hilarious because it's all remote. Um, it is being made, like, as they go on so you know they're recording episodes as we go on um so it's quite hilarious listening to like how that goes down uh the relationship between the voice actors and um the writer so yeah no it's, it's a lot of fun it's, it's brilliant uh Nigel what about yourself
0: yeah so I've been sort of consuming a lot of stories uh, just a quick shout out to Avatar which is fantastic. I started season two. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the one I wanted to mention in particular, because Penali is here, is the uh, His Dark Materials trilogy of books, because uh, Penali is the one that uh, suggested that I go and, and read them. So I've been making my way through them. Um, it's really weird because uh, I've got a bunch of like fantasy novels uh, in my possession and just have never... I come across what well, I heard I knew of the series but I never read it um, which is really weird and shame on me but uh, I'm currently <laughs> reading the third in the series which is the Amber Spyglass so I won't say too much about that one because yeah, it would just like inherently spoil uh, the others but it's a it's an interesting setting because it takes place uh, essentially across a multiverse uh, without giving too much away but the 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 story, the first um, in the story, the Northern Lights, you have this, this world which is like a I don't know, I guess the, the typical world or kind of world you'd expect in a fantasy uh, series, so you know, low on technology, um, sort of like a simpler time um, that it feels like we're all returning to now, but uh, it centers around this girl called Lyra and she's really important to this i don't know if prophecy um is the right word i don't know Penali. would you say it's a prophecy that's happening i think
2: it is something like a prophecy yeah it's yeah, just like prophecy. something important to do with you know the fate of the universe something like that yeah
0: yeah pretty pretty much like literal well, not just, just casual exactly <laughs> uh, and it's it's interesting the way it builds it up because the the first uh novel in the series you you're very much with uh, lyra and you're learning about her world and what she wants she just wants to be a kid essentially and she does has no knowledge of this uh this great importance that she has in in uh in this prophecy uh and then you get to see the uh the it's oxford university or it's called jordan college uh in this where she belongs to she's quite high born uh even though she acts like she's not um, but her uncle kind of sets off on this on this quest and you kind of learn about the importance uh, to the universe uh, later on. And she's just like unaware. But as she gets deeper and deeper into this, you then learn about some of the other uh, characters, some of the antagonistic characters and the dangers to her uh, and the people that I'm trying to like dance around this point, but yeah, the people that will bring her harm. Uh, and it's a very interesting, like and, and engaging way that the story has been done because it kind of, it drops you in one world and it introduces you to another and then another. And then it starts to explore like the meaning of the, the universe and uh, and religion and, and all that stuff. And I wasn't uh, prepared for it to go in that direction, but it's very much like it's a big plot. Uh, and big in terms of like the concept so it's like there's a lot going on Uh, and as well as Lyra you've also got this concept of uh, dust with a capital d uh, which is like this this like elementary particle that everyone is or some people are scared of others are curious about so that's at the center and it's like the the deeper they go into this the more you find out about dust and what it means for the fate of this uh, universe so yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm on the third um, third and final uh, novel, and yeah, just a lot of things have been thrown at me, but I like the way it's uh, like unraveled. Wait, not unraveled. That sounds like a negative thing, but it's unfolded. There you go. It's unfolded, like the plot and all the different aspects to it. So uh, yeah, I recommend it. If you're a fan of fantasy, fantasy novels, to be fair, you've probably already read it. Uh, I feel like I was late to the party, but um, put it out there for those that might be interested.
1: I'm still not doing that
2: party. I'm sure I'll be trailing along after you at some point. I'm um, really glad that, that Nigel is like chewing through it so quickly, because I, I don't think it was that long ago that I recommended it. Yeah, I was,
0: I was like, because I think I started with, the, I started with the first one and then there was a bit of a gap and then we had sort of things started to get locked down and I was like okay I'm just gonna like work my way through this um, and some other comics mm-hmm. as well
1: the likes as you started to describe it it started off as like the lion the witch and the wardrobe vibes and then it sounds like it gets into more like Lord of the Rings vibes
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah okay so I can't say I can't say things <laughs> Or, but yeah, uh, I, get, um, I get that. It is very questy, but not in the Lord of the Rings sense. Because Lord of the Rings is very much, uh I guess, what I can say. That Lord of the Rings, the 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 stakes are all clear, and everyone knows what the mm. deal is and what they're fighting for. And that's not necessarily the case here. Like the different, as you have different factions, like not everyone knows the whole picture. They just know they yeah. gotta do this thing or. Help this girl or, or run from these people, and then as you, as a reader, as you start to go, then you start to put all the pieces together from what the different factions know, and the the girl at the centre it actually knows the least almost.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Well, sounds really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are a little taste of uh, things that we've been consuming story wise. Uh, let's go into our main story discussion so today we are going to talk about dreamworks's megamind which has been directed by tom mcgrath and stars will farrell brad pitt and tina fey the last two i didn't actually know until i had looked up didn't quite hit me uh, on first viewing but anyway so i'm going to go into a a recap but before we do that just want to get uh quick opinions of this film um, from Penali first.
2: Yeah, um, I was actually quite surprised going back to it because I'd seen it before, like a few years ago, but I didn't, I didn't quite remember it. So I watched it again and I was quite surprised at how, um, how many different elements there are and how quickly the story moves along. I was never bored. (laughs) I was, Mm. I was like really into it the whole way through and it was always moving along at such a pace that, that it kept me engaged and, and yeah, I was surprised at how many like of the topics addressed are like very still relevant nowadays. So that was nice to see. I feel like it held up pretty well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you think, Tassie?
2: Um, So i done the same. I
1: uh, watched it a while ago, um, but watched it again recently to recap. Um, and I remember really enjoying it when I first watched it. I believe I saw it in the cinema. Um, but watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like I like it even more now because we've spent so long talking about the Joker on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we have. We have. Um
1: <laughs> And so things that I've sort of said about the Joker and not sided with the Joker are very relevant here, but I side with Megamind. Does
0: Wait, that things sense? you've not sided with on the, with the Joker, you have with Megamind.
1: So, like, I've brought up a lot with the Joker, like, about, especially with Joaquin Phoenix's yep. uh, Joker, uh, how you feel for the Joker, um but it kind of like stops you know it's like I see where everything you're doing is coming from but I don't agree with what you're doing uh whereas with Megamind it's like I see where everything's coming from and you've you've grown and learned from from Uh, things that have happened to you do you know what I mean so Megamind took the the path of the path of good in the end like and chose that they had that opportunity and they chose that um yeah and, i get it doesn't so it's like
0: he takes the right lessons from his experiences yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah even if
1: it takes him a while and I'm sure we'll go into it more but um kind of like has that stage where it's like gets one lesson uh, and then from that one lesson Maybe like maybe doesn't take on the whole thing, uh, but slowly builds on it and takes on a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, and then there's like one thing I don't like about it, but I'll go into it in more detail. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but in general, like the way the story flows, um, I agree with Penelope in that it it keeps going and it kind of plays on um, like the sort of predictable things um and works them very well into the the story to keep it fun and some points less predictable um and still like intriguing
0: yeah yeah there's yeah one point in particular I felt was a an unpredictable result but then it fed into the narrative of, of the story but yeah we'll um we'll talk about that I guess I've got a uh, quick correction. So I said it was Brad Pitt and Tina Fey that I didn't quite pick on. It was Will Ferrell and Tina Fey that I didn't quite pick on, pick up on. Uh, and why that's important is because, uh, like, cards on the table, I I do not find Will Ferrell funny. Um, not to, you know, I don't know him personally, but, you know, seems like a nice guy. Uh, not to, like, sort of particularly negative about him. Just for some reason... I've I've never really found him funny, and I, I can't quite get what it is. But you know when something just doesn't.
1: Yeah, like yeah, humor. Just, humor is subjective. So yeah. I'm quite there with you. There's a lot yeah. that I don't find funny, or a lot of films that he's in that mm-hmm. his comedy part of it is yeah. not what I find funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, or it
1: only adds a small
0: amount to the exactly. comedy so yeah i don't know for whatever reason that's just uh the case um but then so that's when i was quite surprised when i realized oh will farrell's voicing megamind because i found this funny um so maybe i just don't need to see him and then everything just clicks so (laughs) um i don't know but um so yeah i i watched it uh not that long ago for the first time like i think sometime last year i watched it for the first time And then I watched it uh, again uh, and I still found things funny, which is a good sign. And I kind of picked up a few themes on this uh, second viewing that we'll go into. So yeah, I I thought it was a cause again, also nice to watch something animation wise that wasn't Disney. Um, Always good to see what what other people are doing, I guess, kind of step out of the Disney bubble that I think we've spoken about on this podcast um, before.
1: I think every time we do a non-Disney one, I'm like, oh, yeah, we should do this more often.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we'll make the effort. I mean, if Disney can stop buying up everything, yeah, we can get a few more of these episodes in before they do. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I enjoy it. I, I always feel like the thing about animation, because typically it's it's pitched at, at um, younger, a younger audience, uh, and it's always interesting to see how uh, they get sort of larger themes into sort of simpler narrative so i'm always interested in how they uh, can do that just sort of personally interested and also as someone that makes all ages material just how you do that um but yeah we'll kind of get into it but yeah let me go into a recap of the story. Uh, so it's a story that starts with two alien orphans being sent to Earth from the dying planets. But while one baby is raised by an affluent, if slightly inattentive, parents, the other baby lands in prison where he grows up to be a super intelligent but neglected outcast. Megamind becomes a supervillain to rival Metro Man, the celebrity defender of Metro City, though his plans are usually always thwarted. For his latest scheme, Megamind kidnaps news reporter Roxanne Ritchie and lures Metro Man into a fake copper line observatory. Metro Man reveals copper to be his weakness, seemingly allowing Megamind to kill him with his death ray. Initially thrilled, Megamind takes over the city but finds that life has no meaning without a superhero to challenge him. A sullen Megamind prepares to destroy the Metro Man museum but sees Roxanne and disguises disguises himself as the museum curator Bernard. Roxanne inadvertently aspires Megamind, as Bernard to create a new ser- superhero to fight, which he does using a serum of Metro Man's DNA. However, the serum is accidentally injected into Hal Stewart, Roxanne's dim-witted cameraman. Hal is easily coerced, and using a hologram-disguised hologram space dad, Megamind trains Hal to become the superhero titan. Meanwhile, Megamind continues to see Roxanne using the Bernard disguise. Thinking Hal is ready, Megamind sets a date for the two to fight. But before they do, Hal discovers Roxanne has no feelings for him as she prepares for a date with Bernard. Megamind's disguise falters on the date and Roxanne leaves him, causing Megamind to leave his invisible car and defuse a gun behind. Megamind later angers how into fighting him by revealing the manipulations and ends up fighting for his life. He tries trapping how in a ball of copper, but it doesn't work. Confused, he finds Roxanne and asks her to take him to Metro Man's secret lair in search of another weakness. At the lair, they find Metro Man still alive, having faked his death. Metro Man refuses to help, but reminds Megamind that a hero will always emerge to challenge evil. Howl calls a Megamind to fight and threatens Roxanne. Megamind and Minion use holographic disguise to trick Howl into believing that Metro Man is back, but Howl eventually sees through it and attacks Megamind once again. During the fight, Megamind finds his invisible car and recovers the diffuser gun. He shoots Howl with it, reverting him to regular human form. Howl is arrested for his crimes, while Megamind is celebrated as a hero by the city and Roxanne. The end. Uh, so I think Tazza, you picked up on this, like you mentioned this earlier about the idea of like the story from the villain, villain's perspective, which you don't usually get. Um, so I thought it's interesting to see, like, first of all, in a, I was going to say kids' film, like let's just say kids' film, uh, in a film aimed at a younger audience, a story where the villain is the hero, or at least the protagonist uh, becomes the hero. What did you guys think of that?
2: Um, I actually wanted to say um I guess something that, that immediately comes to mind for me is that Despicable Me is another kind of movie that came out like oh, yeah. the, it came out the same year actually, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, <laughs> like there were two animated point. films that were about villains uh, you know, with the villain as the protagonist that were both in the same year. So I found that kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, that happens a lot with um film animations like where same types like different studios will Big bring out like, the same type of mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. um yeah maybe, like maybe we notes. should do
1: despicable me <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I compare. yeah um uh,
1: yeah i love it i think uh showing behind the villain uh is a, a good thing um because i think especially nowadays um we have a lot of like this is good and this is evil um, but anime does it a lot where it's like do you know what there are there's not a, a there's not a like solid line between good and evil there's like shades all in between and you can come back from that like it's not just a good and evil thing
0: yeah uh, it's They're a like human just on thing one side permanently
1: <laughs> yeah mm. and you can sort of like you know waver through it um and like with Mega like Megamind was bullied really? <laughs> the whole time. Like I can't even remember the hero's name. What's the hero again? <laughs> you just said it, but I oh, already Metro can't Man. remember. Metro get Man. A,
0: well, I guess neither of them get a name, like a non superhero, super villain name. They're just like, yeah, Mega Mind and Metro Man. Yeah.
1: And like it, it he was mean from the moment they were in their little <laughs> pods traveling to earth. Like yeah. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah. You do feel for, for Mind really. From the
1: beginning. Um, yeah. Um, so, and I think it's great, especially in a kid's film to have this uh, because it's kind of like giving them the idea like of forgiveness. And, Understanding and compassion, um, and to have those things that might, like, in your mind like, why is this person like this? Uh, yeah, am I doing anything that's causing like that could sort of trigger uh, a negative reaction in them and a negative growth in them? Um, so
0: yeah, I get that. That's a good, yeah, I think that's a good thing, like you say in the, in the kid films, to to get that perspective there that someone can come from being in this position being the the villain quote-unquote the villain um but still make the right choices in the end uh and I guess from um like from a storytelling perspective it's always good to see the the motivations behind uh the bad guy so you know and like comic book films and sometimes films that are aimed at kids will will simplify this too much and they'll just have like a villain who's just bad for bad sake. They just do bad things because that's that's their role in the story Mm -hmm. or that's, you know, how you make an interesting fight scene or whatever it might be. Whereas you've you've got a situation here where um, I mean, you should always like I feel in a good story like regardless of the the final outcome of your your villain, you should always be able to empathize with the villain as in at least understand why they are doing the things that they're doing, uh, and it's kind of by switching the the protagonist to be the villain. They've taken that to a new level because they show you kind of like from his pretty much from his birth. Or what does he say? Like I was only eight days uh, old. So <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You pick it up from um, from eight days, and you see like mm. his life, uh, and you really you understand his actions like all the yeah. way through and that's really good from a storytelling perspective. Um, I like to, when uh, when I do workshops um, and I get to the part where I explain to the kids like the protagonist and um, an antagonist, um, and just, I, I like to throw in the question of, you know, does your protagonist have to be good? Uh, and most of the time it's like they'll get it. And then Mega Megamind always comes up as an example of a good um, example of a black protagonist that is not a good person in the context of the uh, of the film so i like that they've they've done that and i think in this situation they have taken it a step further because you not only empathize with mega mind but i feel you sympathize with him as well uh, and I, I kind of get that from you tazzy that you kind of you really you'd like you you understand him and you you feel sorry for him for him in some cases like the way he's treated
1: mm. Yeah, definitely. Because there's, like, a point, I think, where he goes to, and I love how he says school, oh, he goes yeah. to school, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, he sees uh, Mega Man, uh Metro Man, yeah. want, uh, like, do like, make the popcorn or something, so he tries to, like, copy him, yeah. and then his experiment goes wrong, and he gets punished for that, yeah. which is, like, irked me. I was like, a child should never get punished for trying try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: mean, I think that's like part of what what the movie is saying about like, you know, at the at the end of the movie they even say like, oh, he he's not used to positive reinforcement or whatever, <laughs> and it's like yeah. and it's like so so it's kind of showing how like you know if you if all you ever do is punish a child and call them bad, then why should why 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 should you be shocked when they decide that okay, yeah. I guess I'm bad,
4: yeah, exactly, I mean, and they
1: really heavily play on that narrative that you know like at the beginning he was never actually doing anything was that was bad he just Mm. happened Mm -hmm. to grow up in a prison (laughs) and like he was trying to just be a kid and fit in like he's just trying to like get some praise from his peers and uh his teacher and he was like punished for that so then he was like oh i know the one thing i am
2: good at is being bad
1: so
0: yeah so he embraces Mm -hmm. it he actually like decides like i am the villain because of the Mm -hmm. way i'm being treated
2: so, I guess it's like it's like how kids, you know, sometimes if they realise that they'll get attention for acting out, then they start acting out. Yeah. And I like how they just lay it all out at the beginning. Like, no 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 mess it about. Like <laughs> No, they just they just put it right out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like this has happened, 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 and then he's like, like
2: it really yes. gets through it.
1: Um and it's kind of like listed out, but not in a listy way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, it, 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 there are
2: quite a lot of good montages in the movie where they just like show you a bunch of things happening. It's like this, 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 but it doesn't feel like you know tedious or anything.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> it is exposition. It is like telling you stuff, but it it's it does it in a good way. Like you say, it doesn't feel boring or anything. Well, it
2: shows you it instead of telling. It's more like showing you it in
0: sequence. Yeah, it shows you, and you kind of like you're along for the ride. So you're you're learning and you're with Mega Mind as he's growing up and responding Mm. to those things. It is like um, I was just thinking like the idea of um, him accepting the villain role. It's interesting. I'm just thinking back to like when we talked about Zootopia, some quite like deep themes in that, um, some mm. quite deep ones here as well. Cause just That's as you're, deep. yeah, as, as you're talking, I'm thinking back to like certain situations where I've been in, in workshops and, you know, I've, I've mentioned some workshops in podcast episodes in the past, I don't usually talk about the bad ones and there have been a few. And sometimes you do, you are in a session with like kids who, for whatever reason, they're just, they're they're not interested, they're not engaged with this or school or whatever. Um, And obviously there's always like a reason behind it, but you kind of, you see, or at least I see this in the real world where kids who, they have that negative reinforcement and they get to a point where they've just accepted this is what I do. I'm. I'm just like.
2: Yeah. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah, and it's it's quite sad in that in that sense, and yeah, they, they outlined it in a obviously a, you know abstracted way here, but they've like outlined that process.
1: Hmm. I also just so when I was watching this, I can't help but think like, is is Megamind dyslexic? Because. Huh. He
0: He does mispronounce
1: there's a lot of words that words. he hmm. he uh pronounces them how he thinks they're supposed to be spelt and I and he's really smart, even though he grew up in a prison and got taught by prisoners, he's yeah. <laughs> really, really smart. So someone like that smart <laughs> you feel That's like pure. That's a good point, yeah, and because he that. repeatedly mispronounces things, even <laughs> yeah. though he's been told, and someone yeah. that's that intelligent would would easily be able to correct themselves, mm-hmm. um, unless
2: their brain is mem- re- remembering it, and you know this is how it's spelled, and then it just automatically, yeah. Um, and so I'm like, is he dyslexic? <laughs>
1: hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah,
4: definitely that. seems it that way. Funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, and. Uh yeah, I dunno. Seems to have a different brain pattern than you know. He definitely has a different and brain struggle pattern. struggles in school like I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate just wants to create stuff. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah. So
1: it might thought. be like a little nugget in there. Um, yeah,
0: because I just found it funny that he kept mispron and there's a few in there that he keeps mispronouncing. Like
1: um Met, metro. How does he say metro? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, that's what. <laughs> <one,
0: yeah. laughs> and he is corrected on that as well. I've, yeah, I've yes, some point. I think a couple of times, times. Yes. and that's how he
1: gets called out. uh yes, like, the there's end. only one person that calls it metrocity. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, he's an interesting character, and it's the other. Uh, there were like a couple of other sort of big themes, and and one of them was the idea of like destiny and and choice, and that's something I didn't. Like properly pick up on the first watch, but definitely got on the second. Where decided you're you're destined to be sort of who you are, and you have no choice. And even like from the very beginning of the the story, where you have these two uh, babies, and you have Me- no yeah, Mega Mind is on his way to that like that rich household uh, and those kind of slightly distant parents, but. I assume uh, a good life or well-to-do uh, life, and then is like knocked out straight into prison, and he kind of grows up and he's in and he's they effectively paint him as someone who's in and out of the prison system uh, as he grows up, and he says like at the end there's this idea of um, I think there's a line that says like destiny is not the path given to you but the path we choose for ourselves, uh, and that's mm-hmm. painted against like the Sort of the, what happens previously in the film, where you have, yeah, this like uh, this idea. This is your path, and there's another line when he's in prison, and you meet the the warden, and the warden says to him, "You're a villain. You'll always be a villain. You'll never change." Which is kind of a kind of a deep thing to say, but um, but yeah, this idea like this is who you are. This is all you will be, and you can be no more uh, than that which is kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. you see that played out throughout the film. So even with, uh, Metro man, when they discover him, uh, still being alive, he says something about, uh, like he didn't want to be, or didn't want to be the hero anymore. And he feels like he didn't have a choice. So he says something mm-hmm. to the effect that he didn't have mm-hmm. a choice, but to be the hero. Uh, And then to a sort of lesser extent, you've got like um, the character Hal who who just feels like he's destined to be with uh, Roxanne for that. So you've got a lot of that um, in the film.
1: Yeah. And then like the play on... um... They kind of, like, display the strength of willpower in that way as well. Because it's like everything is pitted against Megamind. But even as the villain, everything's pitted against Megamind, like, continuously loses. Um, And then in that scene in uh, Metro Man's secret hideout, um, he, uh, you know, what was it then? Actually, I think I might go. But someone comments on the fact that uh, Megamind never gives up. So why is he giving up now?
0: Oh, like I think Roxanne says that to him. She mm-hmm. says like, "That's one of your best qualities that you keep trying or you never give up or so, yeah. something like that." Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah.
1: Um. So it's like even though like all the odds are stacked against you, and you know, it feels like destiny you're like your destiny is set in stone uh you can
2: always like carve that stone out just with willpower
4: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i also I feel it...
2: like the whole um the whole sort of nature versus nurture thing is like it's a very like real message because I think a lot of people can can relate to it you know what I mean like mm. your parents might like be like okay we're signing you up for whatever classes you're gonna do this and, and and you don't have a choice even though it might not be like what you're into and and then there's <laughs> of course like the even even more real like comparison of you know you might be born in, in poverty or you might be born really well off and what, what does that do about
0: your development hmm Definitely, yeah, Definitely. and if, like with Megamind because he's he's in prison, and even though he, to be fair, he gets like he does get attention and, and affection, or at least what they show from the prisoners. He's just taught all the wrong lessons, <laughs> and uh-huh. then that, yeah, like that kind of negative reinforcement continues in in school or school. Um, so yeah, it's that <laughs> idea of like how like how much of your life is determined by I guess uh-huh. the, essentially the circumstances you grew up in. So it's partly mm. that, and then partly your own mindset and, and yeah. mentality. Because you can, like the film shows, you can change. Or you can mm-hmm. be yeah. someone different.
1: It's also a comment on like how much your environment does affect you. Uh, because it's not until he's taken out of all those negative environments, um, mm. and he's kind of just like living in his own space, his own rules, um, that he's then able to make that change. Uh, oh. And then it is like fueled by being around someone that. Even though he's not as himself, but still giving him those the positive reinforcement and a new environment mm-hmm. that's away from all the toxicity. So, yeah, and even like on. the person that is there to look out for him, being minion. Um, <laughs> minion, yeah. there's that point where it's like maybe I don't want to be bad, and minions oh, yeah. like that's crazy yeah, yeah i'm that's doing you this you're your <laughs> good for you it's good for you to be bad um yeah. <laughs> but then eventually like comes around and understands um because obviously like minions grown up in the same <laughs> environment
0: yeah that's a good point <laughs> minions grew up all the way
1: um so even the the people that really do care about you the most uh and are i mean it's like false positive <laughs>
0: Yeah, actually I didn't think of that you know because yeah minion is with him and he is reinforcing the you're a villain thing to megamind so Mm because they're they're the closest until roxanne enters the picture and that's what he gets like this is who I'm supposed to be this is what literally my minion and we're just gonna do bad stuff and when I like uh, when megamind tries to break out of that he's in a sense held down held where he is by minion. He's like, no, I'm not mm-hmm. letting you do you this. You're the bad yeah. guy. This is what you do.
1: <laughs> Who, like, had all the best intentions. <laughs> yes.
0: And that's the thing. Like, yes. Yeah, so- believe
2: the same thing that, like, the, the bad was. Bad destiny yeah. I think the thing is the thing with Minion is I have to wonder like how, how like attached was he really to doing all the bad stuff he seemed to just want to have fun like <laughs> but then, but then I, I wonder if he like brought that out to, to Megamind in that moment because he was afraid of losing Megamind because like there was this bond between them as like you know Good villain point. and Minion and then he saw like you know Megamind being sort of taken away by Roxanne and stopping being evil and he's like well where's my place in this Yeah, but also I think it was like a case of because all minions also known as it, like we're bad. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and he's just always been there to reinforce what Megamind feels his true self is. So he's always been on Megamind's So, Like Megamind could do anything and he'd be like, yeah. And so Megamind yeah. has enforced, they've kind of like reinforced each other.
0: With yeah, this they've had bad. the same condition. And he's a fish. <laughs> a
1: fish. So it has like a bit <laughs> less intelligence. <laughs> still really to start, but yeah, it's still or... kind of like a yes sir, no sir. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a minion. I'm a pet, really. Yeah,
0: uh, I just follow along. But yeah, I get what Penali is saying about sort of seeing the potential of losing Mega Mind to Roxanne, also fueling that that particular moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, just a side thing on, on Minion also is that, because um, he is played by David Cross, who also plays the villain sidekick in the Netflix animation Next Gen. And he yeah, plays the kind of a similar like uh, humorous uh, role in that. Uh, and then he has a line in, that um, just like made me laugh, where he's talking about Megamind's parents. And he says... Oh, what is he so stuff like i'm sure they're smiling down from evil heaven which just like, mm-hmm. made me laugh but yeah so minion david cross like playing the same character so it's in- interesting to uh, see that i don't know if either of you have seen next gen uh, no i haven't hey yeah it's pretty cool it, and uh i have because i we talked about it briefly in a past episode where yeah. i had a slight issue with like the way the robots were portrayed but uh, it is a cool watch and yeah Very, i did yeah I like Minion, uh, even okay, though yeah. he's the bad guy, or <laughs> was the bad guy.
1: Um, but talking about, like, the villain, and, like, obviously the villain chain cha- I mean, this is really, yeah, the, so, Hal, let's, I'm just going, Hal, or, or Hal, what yeah. is mm. Titan. Oh, my God, this Titan, <laughs> yeah, just, oh, my God. So, I watched this with Tom, and he's never seen it before, and he goes, huh, it's like one of those guys online, oh, wow. yeah, yeah,
2: we, we knew it was going there he
1: yeah. was like I've seen a few a few howls in oh, like yeah. in your yeah. in your comments. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's part of the thing with it. That's like why it's it's almost funny to go back and watch this film that is like ten years old, mm-hmm. and like it has this character here, and then you're like, oh my god, I see these these guys all over the place online nowadays. Like it, it's, it's it's real. These social guys social
1: commentary in this, like, and it's a kids' film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah don't be like how. Uh, Do not be like how is the message here, uh, and just and like. Roxanne s- is constantly trying to see the good I think like in pretty much everyone <laughs> um, yeah. and really believes that Hal like isn't this person um, but I feel like Hal just always was that person just didn't have yeah. to
2: yeah, even from the beginning, he was from kind of a, a bit petulant yeah. a bit you know. Yeah, mature, it was like pushy. Yeah, like
1: if he I was. To be,
0: but once that power went to his head, that was like that was it. He was all in. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean that was like the the comments of like if I was if I was uh, Metro Man, I would. What was it he says? If I was Metro Man, then I'd be watching you like a hawk, and, the, the, oh, yeah. and I was like. <laughs> Oh, my God, creep. Uh. <laughs> and, then he, and then he does it later. He watches her. With his yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. I've got my eye on does. her <laughs> right now. I was like, oh, oh creepy. creepy. Oh, God. <laughs> it made me, like, look around my house. Like, I was like, huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't pick that up on, at, at first, but he, he foreshadows that. He's like, yeah, I'll be watching you like a hawk. And then I'm literally watching you like a hawk. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I think there's another comment. A few comments he says before he gets the powers and just.
0: There was one that was kind of weird where he says he says like there's a party at my house. Oh yeah. And, oh, and, and, <laughs> it's just us. And I, was like, I, oh, I, I
2: really I really don't like that because it, well I mean I like it but I also don't like it because it's so real. Like you will have people do that like oh hey you want to go go hang out oh it's just you and me and it's like oh well you, you didn't say that like. Yeah, <laughs> It's like,
1: like everyone. And when you're like, mm, actually, I don't want a big crowd. They're like, oh, it's just us two. And you're like, mm. and like <laughs> you actually do that. For me. And like, and someone, not not like a random, like someone Jenning have known for a long, actually a colleague. Yeah, no, yeah. very real.
4: Yeah.
1: Yes. And I'm like, ah,
4: <laughs>
1: so I told them. Like, it's not going to happen. It's, we're just not
2: a thing. We're just not compatible. There's just not a connection there. I think the message is that if you need to, if you need to like trick someone into going on a date with you, maybe they don't really want to date you that much. That's
0: also a good lesson. (sighs) It's a good lesson. Just early on.
1: Yeah. As soon as that, that the, the DNA thing goes in, I'm just like, even, I couldn't like quite remember what happened. I was like, I can't remember how this ends. Uh, I just remember it ending with Mind being a good guy. And nice. I was like, I can't remember the detail. And then when that hit, and I was like, does he become the villain? Because
2: <laughs> 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 that's not a good recipe. <laughs> <laughs> was, that's also is... a good, like... Oh, sorry, go ahead,
0: Nigel. Uh, no, I was just going to say, was how the... the that You said there was one thing that you didn't like. is that how?
2: Oh, no, it's
1: that... Um when Megamind find Megamind and Roxanne find uh, Metro man uh, and Megamind and Metro man are just like, and uh, like everyone's just sitting there acting like, you know, they they haven't had like this like thing going on for years. And the right. uh, Metro man didn't bully <laughs> Megamind for literally okay like, like this the, whole the, life. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I feel like an apology was owed there. Even um, as
2: a baby, like...
1: <laughs> from the moment their little things were shooting through space. Mm-hmm. He, like, knocked him over, like, boasted that he had the special dummy that had the milk coming out. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I mean, I, but I have to go back, but I'm pretty sure uh, Metro Man nudges uh, Megamind's pod.
0: Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Away from the rich house. Yeah.
1: Yes. You know, I feel like there
2: was an apology ode, and I'm disappointed that it was just like, oh, yeah, everything's fine and dandy. Um, I also I just wonder if that is one of those things, though, where, like, you know, maybe he was a little bit, you know, uh, <laughs> like not great as a kid. But as an adult, Metro Man seemed to be a lot more mature about it. And they were both just like sort of riffing off each other. And they both were aware of that. Um and he wasn't so much doing the bullying stuff anymore. It was more this performative, like "oh, I'll get you" and whatever. But he didn't seem to actively be being cruel to him anymore when he was an adult. But so even, maybe yeah. it was just like a, when I, I was a kid, I was I was a little, you know.
1: He didn't apologize at any point, and he didn't pay for his his you know wrongdoings. And I think that's even even him. Playing along with like the whole good versus evil. If he didn't want to be a hero, like he should have sat down and talked to Megamind and heart to heart. heart to heart, like they could have been like buddies. Uh- <laughs>
0: Do you know what it is? Like, and I might be looking like too deeply into this, but like, so you say, like, like how is that guy? Like Metro Man is is that guy? And sometimes you just have no awareness of your of your uh, privilege. Let's just say and mm-hmm. you just don't know to apologize you just have you're just mm-hmm. this is this is what life is this is just I'm I'm the hero uh of yeah. course I'm. Um, I've got this upbringing and this is how it's supposed to be until I'm bored with it and I can just go and fake my own death and pick up the guitar yeah. but
1: I yeah, feel so like Mine should have been in there and been like no this is not fair like you yeah. you've been the hero the whole time like stop acting like you you've had this <laughs> yeah okay like it's not what you wanted to be but you you bullied me and you've like constantly been in my way and and now that we need you you're just just here playing guitar like I would like mm. I don't know like for me I feel like there should have been maybe they like thought about it and it just didn't you know, it it, w- it might have added too much time and stuff, and, and broke up the story. But like, even yeah. just like a post scene of them.
0: I get what you're saying. Some some kind of like dressing down of Metro Man, because essentially what he's done is like just given up his responsibility because he yeah. is the hero, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's now they found him still alive. And, and that was the interesting thing from the film where he he didn't come back. So. Like he just like i'm I've given that up uh, and I guess for the yeah. for the film and the and this particular story i I guess it's needed because that then gives a space for mega mind to be the hero and like Metro man says like there will be i think because yeah, Metro man says it, and also someone else says it before about where there's evil like good will is it, Roxanne? Said yeah. it before yeah 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 so I guess from a sort of narrative perspective like. Having sort of sort of minimizing the focus of Metro man gives yeah, that space uh-huh. to Megamind but I get what you're saying because he has just like given up because like, I don't care <laughs> I don't care yeah
2: I think what it's trying to do is like reinforce that um you know. Oh, if you maybe you were pushed into a role that isn't actually your true passion, and you're feeling dispassionate about it, then yeah. you can you should be free to pursue what is actually your passion, you know. But yeah. it, but it is done in a bit of a clumsy way because like was, what he's what he's doing is like leaving the city to get destroyed yes. and people yes. to be hurt. Which <laughs> it is was, not it
1: great. was less of that and more of like his uh his wrongdoings to Mega Mind,
0: like You're about past transgressions
1: and in particular, because even even as an adult and they've got their little thing going on that was still uh adding to his nar- uh narrative like um if he would have had back in jail and stuff if he had been mature he would have been like rather than chucking him in jail he would have worked for and I know, like, that doesn't go with the story, but, like, so he was still horrible to Megamind, and I, I feel like Megamind is owed an apology from yeah. Metro Man. So if there's a second one, you know, however late <laughs> it comes down, because that does happen, you know, we've got 10-year-later sequels and stuff.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, I want I want Metro Man to apologize to Megamind. Maybe okay. in a song.
0: Yeah, yeah actually, that would be I think what I was like, going to say about... The <laughs> No, I was just gonna say that would be good for the narrative that Metro yeah. Man learns how to play the guitar and then apologizes through song to make <laughs> that would be
2: fun. I was just gonna say that like um talking about how like Hal was behaving with um with Roxanne and like, you know, Trying to trick her into dating him and whatever, but um, that was also like, of course, the whole thing where Megamind is dating Roxanne while he's in disguise, so he's also like tricking her in some way. Yeah, so, true. I think so. I think, like, you know, Megamind isn't exactly entirely in the right here, and he even like kisses her when um, when he's in disguise and she doesn't know who he is, which is, is yeah. which yeah, is a bit like, no, don't do that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Because I thought that, and then, so, I don't know, something else near the end of the film uh, made me like, oh, okay. Um, I like, think there's as well, it's a bit of a comment on, like, well, <clears throat> Roxanne, Megamind was, even though he was disguised as someone else, he was being, like, his true self in front of her. Yeah,
2: I think he was
1: being genuine. S- mm. So, he... He went about the wrong way, and we know he's had a really bad upbringing, and he doesn't know how to socialise very well. <laughs> uh, but he learned, <laughs> and I think that's important. And um, but yeah, like Roxanne wasn't exactly perfect. I think mm-hmm. even how she spoke to How, um, she could have shut that down a bit better. Mm. She could have communicated better with him, um, and kind of always left How. On a little bit of a
2: string, mm-hmm. yeah. like, well, I think. I think that's part of like how people are raised, though, especially like women are raised to sort of be like, "Don't hurt his feelings, let him down gently," you know. <laughs> it
0: was too gently. I was yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, one of that yeah, she other.
1: Was, sorry, <laughs> she oh, was a bit condescending to Megamind. Like when, uh, when he was kidnapping her, and obviously this has happened a few times, and she's like, "Oh, you know, been there, done that." Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, you know, but we get there at the end. Everyone sort yeah. of learns.
0: <laughs> People learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you exactly how. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, don't be how. One of the other things that <clears throat> hit me in particular is the theme of, like, what happens when you achieve your goal. Because in the story, you have this this goal, or at least the performative goal of defeating Metro Man. And, and then when Mind does... He basically doesn't know what to do with so himself. No one knows what to mm. do, but most of all, um, Mega Mind. And you have that in um I was thinking about One Punch Man, which the whole premise is this guy who has essentially achieved his goal of becoming the most powerful fighter and he's now bored and which makes that show just like funny. But the same thing happens here. Like you have Mega Mind who's initially like happy and, and grey. I'm I'm now but then he realizes actually you need a you need a foil you need someone to challenge you and uh, just made me think about like in entrepreneurship you have this thing that I'm constantly especially now uh, during these times having to remind myself that it's about the journey and the progression and not necessarily the the end goal that you think you're trying to achieve and what mind finds is like he was enjoying and getting satisfaction from the back and forth, even though he ended up in prison uh, again and again, but he was getting satisfaction from that. I think that's an important thing to, again, in, in this, like, film all that kids is, like, it's not just about the goal. You need more than that. You need to just enjoy what you're doing because that's mm-hmm. what you're going to be doing, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, on yeah. and on.
1: I think it's a comment as well, like... um you set your goals, you reach your goals. Um, but I recently read a book uh, by Shanvudi, who's a love and relationship expert. Um, and she's like teaching these women um, how to uh, connect romantically uh, with people and find themselves again in that, that sense. Um, but one of the comments she makes is, um, it, it was like a narrative on someone who was just like, oh, no one's good enough. Um, but it was she made a point that if take a dog for instance, um, a dog, they're happy. You just give them some food and a bed, and they're just going to sleep. Like they've achieved everything. They don't need to. They don't need to do anything for their survival. You know, walk once a day, once or twice a day. Like they're happy and they just want your company. Um, but a human, if a human was in that situation, they would like make that bed into a spaceship because they're never sat like as just human nature is yeah. to, to progress and grow. And you always need a next goal. <laughs>
0: yeah. So always it's kind getting of like, goal.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think like he hits that point where he's not satisfied because he like realizes that he had something there with, with Metro man. um, but that it wasn't even the right goal, so it's not even that he reached a goal. Um, it just it wasn't the right goal either. So he just has zero satisfaction because mm-hmm. you know mm. he doesn't necessarily want to be bad. He just felt that that was the only thing he's good at. Um,
0: yeah, sometimes you realize the the goal you think you're aiming for wasn't actually the goal that you wanted or needed yeah like it wasn't even on the path
1: like yeah <laughs> you know like some goals you hit and you're like yes I hit that goal I've achieved it and I'm happy and it goes in a nice little box of like achievements you know mm-hmm. uh, and then you're like happy to move on but with that one you couldn't even be happy to like find another goal because that goal in itself was not the achievement there mm. was no achievement unlocked there yeah.
0: <laughs> not at all You just went on some next
2: be... side quest oh. <laughs> I think it might also be sort of a commentary on like not defining yourself entirely by one thing, because yeah. then when he loses that thing, when he loses the "I'm the villain who fights Metro Man," that part of his identity like is gone. He just complete existential crisis. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like it's, it's probably
2: like this sort of sort of warning message about don't define yourself by one thing because then if you lose that part, you're gonna like collapse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. he
1: doesn't. Other than minion, he doesn't even have any friends or anything. Yeah. Like. Even I think there's one point where he says. Uh, when he's sort of given up on everything and he's like, I'm going to go home now and home is the prison.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. He just just walks himself back in. Yeah. Uh that's Really sad. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I I definitely feel you on like the don't define yourself by that sort of one goal uh, for all sorts of reasons, but yeah, it is very much about the journey. And I think um, for me, just like as a sports fan, I'm always like, this also hit me on a, Sort of sporting level of where you see uh sports teams or individuals that win again and again and again and it's like from um from a fan perspective you you sometimes get that oh it's boring to see the same team uh win again and all you know just wait for them to fall but uh, I've always mm-hmm. found it interesting because it's it's really hard to like when you do get the goal and it's the goal you want, um, to, to go again and you have that crash that comes after you achieve the goal and you're like I've done it and you just it's just a human thing you just you now you take your foot off the gas so to speak um, but when you see like teams that or people that win again and again it, it's a remarkable thing because it's so hard to do like more than once mm. and you see a lot of people that do mm. achieve the goal and then go away but then you see those those great teams or great sporting personalities that win and they come back and they win again and they win again. Uh, I'm actually mm-hmm. just watching the um, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, uh, and you see a mm-hmm. lot of that in there where like this guy came, uh, won three championships back-to-back, went played a different sport, came back, won another three. That hasn't been done before like or hasn't <laughs> been done since and that. So, yeah, just like an interesting thing there. As well,
1: I think it's a bit of commentary on currently like a lot of people are stuck at home a lot of people are on furlough and, and able to work, work. Um, and I've seen a lot of people bored uh, um, which I don't understand the concept of because yeah. I've never experienced <laughs> yeah. like like constant boredom okay maybe a point where I'm like I'm tired and I can't yeah. do anything everything costs too much energy and I don't have it so I'm bored But not, like, the boredom that everyone's at. Um, Because everyone's working. (laughs) And I thought the point of working was so that you could, like, live and do the thing. I suppose a lot of people are stuck at home so can't do things that they want. But um, still, like, there's other things that I know. People have always been like, oh, I want to learn a language. I want to learn an instrument. I want to learn how to do this and that. And now they're bored. uh, But they're not. Because they're defined by their job. So even though now they've got an opportunity to do whatever random learn a random yeah, that's thing, a
4: good point,
1: and they're so defined by getting up and doing that job that suddenly this void of not doing that, even though it gives them a chance to do other things, it's like hard because that that's, that that's their role, and yeah, uh, and it's hard to like learn a new thing when you feel so defined by.
0: Mm-hmm. by what you're that doing other thing.
2: Yeah. I think it's I, like a, a commentary on on sort of society that because like you know how how the current you know society is set up where everyone has a job everyone does a 9 to 5 and then after that you're usually exhausted and you don't have time for hobbies <laughs> or anything like yeah. that and mm. it's like it's kind of sad like why do people yeah. have to live this way I think that people should have enough spare, spare time and energy to you know setting your own goals that's a thing like yeah. being able to set your own goals and, and follow through on them
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. Um, so, and I, I think just to I guess round off this part of the conversation, just that's a good thing to keep in mind in terms of while this is a there's a lot of bad in this situation, and you know, I fully acknowledge uh, sort of the the negative uh, side of it. I guess for those that are able to, there is um, you know a case to argue that we've been given this opportunity to sort of take a step back and and think about like yeah, you know, who am I? What do I what do I like doing? What can I do uh, in a situation? And when we do get back to some kind of normal, like to, yeah, maybe look at reprioritizing goals and going for something different. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, let us know what you think. We always seem to, I feel like the animation discussions go surprisingly deep, but um, let us know what you think about uh, Megamind or life uh, in general. Um, existential crisis if you're having one Uh, we probably can't help you but you know just let us know anyway Um, all right so we're now going to go into a bit of a storytelling uh, tip in in the context of Megamind. So this tip is actually a a re-tip I'm re-tipping which I don't think is a Word, but uh, basically, <laughs> in a previous episode, on episode fifteen, we discussed birds of prey, and the story tip there uh, I gave was around the concept of making your protagonist a bad person, uh, and I felt that in the case of birds of prey, it fell short in a few areas that I feel Mega Mind has done well. So I just wanted to, I guess, bring that back and just recap. Uh, a few points that if you're making a story where your pro- protagonist is a bad person uh, in the context of your in your narrative there are a few things you need to keep in mind uh, that um birds of prey fell a bit short on but mega mind does well so one of the things sort of number one is the just keeping empathy in your protagonist so I felt that uh, some of the characterization in uh, Birds of Prey sort of meant that you couldn't fully empathize with the the characters and their goals. Whereas, as we've discussed here in Megamind, you you see everything that uh, Megamind goes through, so you really empathize and, in some cases, sympathize with his motivations in the story. Uh, now, obviously, you don't n- literally have to take it from you know the beginning of their of their life, but. Uh, show enough characterization that the reader or the viewer of your story can actually empathize and understand the like the the motivation uh, of your of your character. Um, so number two, which I thought was really done, was done really well here, is the idea that if your protagonist is going to be bad, your antagonist te- needs to be clearly much worse. And in Birds of Prey, everyone's kind of like sort of samey in terms of levels of badness. But in, in Megamind, we have Hal, who we've uh, uh, outlined as being just a worse person than Megamind. But what it does in the story re- really well is that it establishes the rules. So the the film says that Megamind and Metromind fight. Uh, Megamind loses, he goes to prison, he escapes, and they do the whole thing again. Those are the rules. So when Hal becomes Titan... Uh, the film makes clear that he doesn't play by the rules so not only is he selfish and creepy and all that he actually there's a uh, a sequence where megamind is angered Hal or titan and he says okay now you, you've caught me now you know you can take me back to prison and titan says oh no i'm taking you to the morgue or basically just acknowledging that i'm ready to kill you um which is, you know, way outside of the agreed rules of this superhero, supervillain thing. So without, you know, outlining it, you know, in the story, it just makes clear that this person is worse than the the bad guy or the person we thought was the bad guy. And he clearly needs to be stopped because he's, you know, destroying the city. He's threatening Roxanne. It's just apparent that he needs to be stopped. Uh, and number three kind of ties into number two but uh, even a bad protagonist needs to have a compelling goal Uh, so in Birds of Prey the goal was to get this uh, diamond that had the diamond that had the bank account details of some fortune so I think the villain there um, Black Mask was going to get it but in that story it wouldn't have made him any more powerful than he already was so there wasn't like a pressing need to stop him from getting that uh, achieving his goal whereas in megamind we can see like if how wins everyone everything's been destroyed people will, will die it just makes it very clear that megamind needs to change he needs to become this different person so that he can stop how um yeah i just felt that in the context of making your protagonist a bad person, Mega Mind is a good example of how to go about doing it, whether you're making a story that's, you know, an all-ages thing or something that is for a different audience. Just keep in mind um, those few things. But yeah, so let us know if you're making your own story, what you've done to kind of showcase your bad protagonist. Uh, as always, you can just, like, get in touch. Let us know what you're working on. Uh, so, Tanya, we're going to find out more about our guest.
1: Uh, yeah, so, um, Penale, uh what have you been working on at the moment? Obviously, I know um, with lockdown that can affect everyone differently. But do you have any upcoming projects or news that you want to share with us?
2: Um, yeah, considering the whole the whole lockdown thing Of course, you know, with Maya Matter We haven't been doing that much uh, lately As everything's still getting ironed out With what, what's happening next But um, I have just recently wrapped up On another series I work on Called Yuki vs Panda I wrapped up on the fourth volume of that one And I'm about to start the fifth So that's what I've been doing lately <laughs>
1: Awesome um, And where can people find
2: you? Uh, people can find me on um, on Twitter. I have my Twitter, which is Pinalinet, uh P-I-N-A-L-I-N-E-T, on Twitter and the same on Tumblr.
1: Um, great. We will put that in the show notes. So if anyone does want to follow, they can. And obviously um, look out for uh, that series and when My Matter is back. <laughs> doing more.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're actually, just just to add to that. So I think I am mentioning, actually, I don't think I did mention it here, but um, so we do have hot lunch out at the moment, uh, and what I'm doing is working on the 11th hour story. So that's going to be the next volume, which is a completely different um, story, different set of characters, and stars uh, Norio, who is the the sort of the cute raccoon dog uh character that everyone likes and we've never had a story for him uh we've had the story we've just never written uh the story but that's going to change at some point um so yeah our schedule and sort of ability to sort of fund new comics has been affected by uh the the global pandemic but the plan is to have a um kickstarter probably later in the summer um uh, I'm just aware that I'm being recorded as I say this, so take anything I say with a grain of salt. But that is a plan. Some at some point this year to have the story and another Kickstarter for that. Um, yeah, sorry, I just like stepped into the guest the guest segment. guest segment, Nigel, taking it over. Okay, finale. You, uh, you were saying
2: <laughs> no. Uh, th- that was relevant because you know I usually I'm usually working on my amount of stuff, but obviously since the current situation haven't been doing much since the end of hot lunch but i was really happy with how the hot lunch came out so yeah it it everyone amazing, should, everyone should check it out
0: yes, yes <laughs> it there, really, i really to say everyone should check that out
2: 100
1: there is always a link in the thing in the yeah notes yeah yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> we're,
0: not, we're not short on self-promotion here
1: <laughs> not at all um okay so this is the part of the podcast where we normally take um uh listener feedback and questions from email and social media uh but we've decided to do something a little bit different. you may have noticed that we get some questions on a regular basis <laughs> um from the same two accounts um we have those <laughs> we have I'm so sorry for the laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we have we have two of those people on now. Um, so, Michael, that you might know as oh my god, I should know your handle when I read
4: yeah, it out that's a good point. so much. T-
0: <laughs> Forgotten. Like, my mind has gone
4: blank.
1: <laughs> this is this is I, Prince, new. Prince I'm, Kauai, I'm, I'm, huh?
0: Something like that. I, don't know what, I can't even. Yeah. you have read it out so many times. Co-
1: Kawaii Prince <laughs> and some numbers, right?
5: I mean, the Kawaii kind of Prince would do, don't we? Yeah, yeah. okay. Close enough.
1: <laughs> and um, Hayley, who... Kota Kitty? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh,
4: right.
1: The technical difficulties of the podcast continue. <laughs> this yeah, is the podcast. A...
0: <laughs> this has been a challenge to get this one, <laughs> yeah. this, this one through.
3: Honestly,
1: my laptop's terrible. So, Um, yeah. So I'm I'm new. I'm new to we're we're all new to this this part. We normally do it. I just read some questions that are in the notes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we thought we'd make it harder on ourselves.
1: (laughs) Um. So I don't know who wants to go first. On uh, first of all, you can introduce yourselves better than I have because uh, <laughs> that was terrible um I'm so used I'm a bit of a robot now I'm just so used to reading Nigel's notes I'm just like this is what they're doing <laughs> um yeah so I don't know which one of you wants to go um, first Michael do you want to go would, first would you, would you like would you like to
3: go oh,
5: first we're both
3: nice <laughs> um yeah my name's Hayley uh I'm a cosplayer I've known Gina for about six or seven years now we've been best friends for ages uh and we just like to cosplay together and have fun
4: well <laughs> so, that's my intro <laughs> uh
5: michael hi um hi my name is michael also known as uh, kai prince uh I'm, I'm a cosplayer as well i'm a gamer i've known Gina since i've actually known Gina for since uh School and college days. And thanks to Gina, I got to know uh, Nigel and Tazzy as well. Check out the My Mother Game Power events. Just got to give that shout out to those.
0: Yeah. Cool. we <laughs> no. for this, this is great.
1: <laughs> we are not sure of self-promotion here. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we do get into some cool questions from you guys to ask, um, Michael has got a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, and has covered like uh, gamepad a couple of times, um, and definitely check out Haley's Instagram. Uh, I've seen a lot of awesome cosplay on there, so I just um, want. But yeah, what what questions do you have for us? This is uh, fan question time live.
5: <laughs> i mean I, I i i i wrote down a list of questions so i don't know where to start <laughs>
3: how many michael because i said yeah.
5: two and yeah, you I, just, like seven oh, I, I, I was I, before when, when you told me the right two i i came up with all these ideas and i just started <laughs> jotting them down and, uh, and then I, the problem was i i became very, i got very uh literal with these questions and just, i just now I, I, I didn't think about which ones i should It's not even about the
3: film, (laughs) it's just asking questions about life and everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do two two questions wisely. Uh, We'll we'll go one, 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 if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I've only got two. I'm not as
1: pro as Michael, apparently. (laughs) 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 That's okay. Um, Since Michael's so eager to ask us questions... (laughs) Would you like to have one question
5: <laughs> but... okay, I mean, this one I definitely want to pull it out the gate. Definitely. So, first thing is: so, what's the film, When looking at characters like how, as when he becomes Titan, and when we look at characters like Megamind, do you believe in the philosophy of villains are sometimes broken heroes, or heroes are sometimes redeemed villains? Hmm. Okay.
0: Huh. That is that. That's deep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, all right, I'm gonna have a crack at that. Um, I think like we we sort of touched on it uh, a bit earlier, where sort of I think everyone's got both good and bad in them, um, and I guess the any good um, sort of villain story is there's something went wrong in someone who otherwise you know might be a, a good person. Uh, so I feel what's good about this film is we see Mega Mind as someone who has, who you know, from being a baby and just being a, a blank slate uh, to a certain extent, uh, because of his conditions uh, and and responses from the world, he's become he's become the broken sort of potential hero. But then the film also gives him the opportunity to be the redeemed hero by learning. Like um, and getting the right sort of positive uh, reinforcement to become the sort of redeemed hero at the end. So, yeah, I kind of, yeah, believe in that.
1: Mm. I think Megamind, the film, does something different in that it kind of just makes everyone really human rather than, like... Because even hero and villains are often, like, put on some kind of pedestal, even if they don't have powers, they're kind of put on this plane that's separate from normal human life. Um, I think what this film done, and we kind of touched on it earlier, is very real. Um, and even though our character, the characters do have powers, um, the the conditioning and the circumstances and their reactions are all very, very human. Um and so it—it's not a case of a a, a, villi- a you know, a redeemed villain or, or hero and broken hero. It's just low. It's just humans uh, going through mm. different points in their lives. <clears throat> sorry, uh, different points in their lives and developing from those points. Some it they go from being a not great person to so then having superpowers and being a terrible person uh <laughs> and others it, uh, with megamind just kind of stumbling along um and believing that they're a bad person and then figuring out
2: that they don't have to be
4: oh
0: <laughs> Pally, did you have anything on that
2: um, I, I think I agree that that like uh, it makes it very real like they're like people when there's a bit of both in there because you know how real people aren't all good or all evil usually everyone has something in their in their background where they they did the wrong thing maybe or someone who might otherwise be like a bad you know kind of mischievous kind of person probably has something in their past where they did the right thing and I think that that makes it very relatable to have those kinds of backstories for heroes and villains so Mm. yeah i like that i like that philosophy
5: yeah. i mean I just, I just want to it's all right if i can just add a quick note if that's all right uh because I, I remember i remember when i used to, when i watched the film one the one the, re, the reason i got i wanted to ask that question because it, there's always that bit they mention i'm only thinking they, think they mentioned a few times in the film where there's the, the bit where they say how like you can't have um a yin without the yang talking about the balance between like light, light and dark and like evil and good kind of thing so like yeah that, that idea of like not everything in life has 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 light and has dark, has good and evil, kind of thing.
1: Mm.
5: I think I think the the yin and yang can exist
1: within. Well, it does exist within one person, um, and I think in films we always see it uh, like as two different people. When really it's just mixed within everything, <laughs> mm. and I think that's what this film shows: is that you know you can be the yin or the yang. You choose. (laughs) Um, Hayley, do you want to ask one of your questions? Yeah, I've got a chunky one. Give me a minute. (laughs) I've only got two questions,
3: but they're actually really big. (laughs) Um, So DreamWorks came up with a very interesting plot for Megamind. It's a smart film that's very enjoyable for both children and adults. In your opinion, has DreamWorks taken a step away from more dynamic storytelling... With films like Boss Baby and Trolls uh, that don't appeal as much to both adults and kids.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you kind of. I, I feel like you answered your question with those two examples, and because the thing I was going to say is I haven't seen uh, either of them, right. and I have no desire to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and just because, like, from from what I've seen so far, there's, there's nothing in the story for me like with with megamind uh and you know a lot of what sort of pixar and and disney do there's there's a story there there's there's themes there's there's things to think about we've just had a whole sort of hour discussion about the themes in in megamind and and i feel regardless of your audience that stuff should always be in there um so yeah for the those two films that you mentioned there's nothing that you know I'm, i'm happy to be proven wrong but I've not seen anything that makes me think there's any of that in there, so I feel like they they something has gone wrong <laughs> that they need to fix.
1: I've seen Boss Baby. I haven't seen Trolls, and I was quite excited for Boss Baby. I was like, oh, this could be funny, and it was just not really impressive at all.
3: Did Boss Baby get its own like TV series as well.
1: Yeah, on Netflix, Netflix there's one, <laughs> and I don't want to watch it. But um, <laughs> no, I do think they they. I mean, there's themes in Boss Baby, but, like, we've just had a whole discussion on how deep Megamind really goes. There's all these little bits and layers and messages that you can get from it, um, and it's, you know, uh, lessons that can be um, learned whether you're an adult or a child, uh, and in ways that are complex enough for an adult without being too complex for a child to understand. Um and then, like, Boss Baby just had none of that. And like, even if we go back to like Shrek, Shrek was a fun. Oh, there was, I, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't, there wasn't like any real, you know, much messages in there. But it had adult humor, <laughs> so it was still sort of, you know, it was something that was really easily enjoyed by both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Boss Baby, like. I would not recommend my mum watch that. (laughs) that's how I rate everything, because, like, would I recommend my mum watch it? Um, You know, on a scale of one to mum. And, yeah, so, because there's just nothing, really. It's just, like, a kid's film, Boss Baby. Some funny babies, but there's nothing that impressive about it.
3: I yeah, I feel like.
1: Thing, oh, sorry.
3: Oh, that's okay. So, <laughs> no, just literally the funniest thing my sister's ever done is she like used Netflix to watch like just purely <laughs> documentaries. <laughs> Haley knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then she accidentally opened the Boss Baby TV series, so she was just consistently getting recommended Boss Baby alongside all <laughs> these like really deep documentaries. <laughs>
2: Anyway, what I was gonna say is that um, I feel like DreamWorks um, is kind of like has been struggling a little bit um, the past few years. I feel like uh, when they lost lost their whole their big franchise, which was Shrek, um, they're kind of floundering and like flailing about trying to find something else that will bring in that much money, and uh, I think that is what resulting in these like movies that maybe don't have as much to them because they're like they're just trying stuff and they're trying to see what sticks and what can be their next franchise because like yeah uh boss baby i was i wasn't very impressed Mm -hmm. um i did see trolls uh and i i was pleasantly surprised by trolls it was cute and uh the story definitely went in a direction i was not expecting (laughs) um but you know it's not it's not it doesn't have as much to talk about as something like Mega Mind, as you said so i agree with that I just hope that DreamWorks finds, some, finds a, a new hit soon. Yeah. When, from the adverb trolls, I just feel like it's the Smurf movie. <laughs> oh, it's better than the Smurfs, at least, <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, um... Michael, we'll go back to one of your questions. Bearing in mind, this is your last question. Just want to remind you. Uh, I mean, I mean,
5: how many gonna, did you have, Michael? I'm, I'm going to point out, I have. N- I I, I went, this is how you know my brain goes too crazy. On the, I went. I I wrote down nine questions.
4: <laughs>
5: I know I nine questions. I, I was just thinking a lot. I did warn two, you. About two, three of them are basic, and the rest of them are deep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I guess I'll go with um I guess I'll go with this one actually um, so. Uh, of course for those for those who've seen the film, we know about how of course Metro Man didn't actually die. We know he just kept himself hidden and like didn't want to, like kind of wanted to retire so basically, the question is if you was in Metro man's position would would always being a hero to a whole city become too much pressure for you if you if you were in his position mm.
1: I'm gonna go with yes, it would be too much pressure, but I'd still apologize to make
5: still apologize. yeah. <laughs>
1: and i wouldn't fake my own death and i know not for my responsibilities um yeah
0: <laughs> yeah Metro man has some explaining to do uh i mean i i feel like you could almost do a spin-off i'm not saying you should do this but you could almost do a spin-off looking into sort of that idea of pressure of responsibility uh because i think that is kind of a real thing when you're expected to be you know, this, this great person. And with Metro, man, he's like the, he's a celebrity. So he's not just a hero. He's, he's a celebrity. And, and a lot of times I wouldn't know this because I'm not a celebrity, but, uh, people project things onto you that aren't always true. Mm-hmm. And that can be a lot of pressure when you're expected to live up to other people's expectations. So I think, I feel, yeah, I, I, I get what he's done. He probably did You know, handle it in the best way as 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 he's mentioned. Um, But yeah, I feel like in that situation, I would have certainly been tempted to do the same thing, particularly if what I really wanted to do is play the guitar or whatever he ends up doing.
1: I I can kind of not relate to the same scale, but like on a very microscopic scale,
0: (laughs) you're out there saving seas,
1: like. I had a bit of a, like, just a whole mental, like, breakdown pretty much a few years ago. Um, and I've been on, like, quite a bit of a journey where for, like, most of my life, I have been the really positive, smiley, always knows what she wants, has big goals, like, just it sees the positive in everything, um, person and it got to a point where it was just always so expected of me and I start and I started to feel down. I went through some stuff um, and I was never like I wasn't allowed it felt like I wasn't allowed to be upset. I wasn't allowed to you know feel sad and down for prolonged periods of times because I've got to be that happy smiley person um, and like that is a lot of pressure and like for me I had to like it's taken me a long time to get to like now where I'm comfortable again with being that smiley happy person um, and able to take the time to be not so happy sometimes (laughs) um and I was really afraid to like show that side um because I felt like I was doing everyone a disservice because people look for me for like encouragement and and being cheered up and stuff um and so I get it like I did at one point just wanted to shut everyone out and just run away and never see anyone I knew ever again and start a new life, shave my hair off I don't know um and then I realized that I really can't disguise myself, so <laughs> that ain't gonna happen, so I had to face <laughs> face it all and uh uh yeah take responsibility, but
4: hmm.
1: yeah, I totally get that like, I do get it, and i can I can only imagine how much pressure. Uh, you know, being expected to constantly save an entire city um, must feel like
0: I can no and only look imagine. good doing it. Yeah. And look good well. doing it
1: because it's not, you're right. It's not just saving people, you know, um, it's like got a whole performance and it's got to be funny and a role model and juggle babies.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, no, I, I get why he would want to, but
2: you know, he's an adult. Take responsibility. I'm so mad. I'm so upset. <laughs> I think I think a kind of said it all because um because like I've had something similar happen recently. It was actually like last year and I just I have this thing where I struggle at saying no. Like everyone be like, Oh, could you help me with this? So could you help me with that? And I'm just, I just, I say, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then at some point it just gets too much. And I just like totally break down and shut down and whatever. And I had that happen recently and I'm still sort of recovering from it. So I totally see why that Bet- Metro man would do what he did. And, um, but I also think that it's important for him to come back and sort of, you know, own up to it and apologize as Tazzy said.
5: <laughs> Oh, hello! Sorry, my internet cut out. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, no, I mean, I, I guess it's, I guess it's like a representation of like pressure on society. I guess.
4: Should we go to the
3: last question?
5: Okay. Yeah.
3: I mean, assuming this is the last. One, I know Michael's got another step <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, we
0: not we're yeah. doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah, no. I your last question. Asked.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Next
3: line has a very impressive cast with the likes of Will Farrell, Jonah Hill, Tina Fey, and even Brad Pitt.
0: Who
1: do
2: you feel gives the best performance in the movie?
0: Huh. A little bit, a little less deep.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Probably the you know, hardest question, though.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Um, so um, I've kind of got, I've got two answers. I've got so early on, I said that I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Will Ferrell. So I would say just because I, I did really like the film, and I like in particular Mega Man, uh, Mega Minds uh performance I'd probably say Will Ferrell just for making me like his comedy because that's not something he's he's always done uh not that that should be like a life goal of his or anything but um I also did just found David Cross like really funny I know he he wasn't on your list but he just like most of what he did (laughs) was just hilarious and I enjoyed watching him perform
1: Mm. yeah um I don't know. I'm probably the worst person to ask those kind of questions because I get so absorbed in the film that I don't, like, you could be, like, you don't have to be a great actor to to impress me because my imagination can fill in all the blanks. Your acting doesn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, I really, like, you have to be bad for me to notice that you're bad, if that makes sense yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> so to choose the best I like, probably agree with Nigel just because I mean we spoke about it earlier on about uh, like the comedy um, and normally not finding him funny or as funny as everyone else seems to oh it's painful I'm a massive fan of him <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, my sister is a massive (laughs) fan of Elf. (laughs) Like, it is her all-time favorite movie, and I'm like, it's funny, but I just don't get it. It's not that funny. Um, So, yeah, I know a lot of people, but it's just, yeah, I'm with Nigel on that one. Um,
2: But uh, in this, like, very impressive. Didn't even know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, didn't even know.
2: know. I think I'll be different and say that I think I think the one that surprised me the most was Brad Pitt, because like when I was watching it, I was like, I, I never would have guessed.
0: So, <laughs> mm. You know, what I will say actually, because Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt and he mm. he he just he's that type of actor who just take attention. So I think for him to be in a role where he didn't take attention, he just played the role is mm-hmm. yeah, is is a, is a good thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, the character just came across as, you know, completely believable, and I didn't, like, I wasn't even thinking about, oh, who's that voice, you know? It just was like, oh, this is the character. But, of mm. course, Will Ferrell also had that effect, so I was very, like, yeah, they 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 were all just really believable, and the voices fit the characters really well, so I just, I liked them all, really. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as much as Michael would love to ask us more questions... You'll we'll have
0: to save it for the next episode. Um. Right, nice. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, we've just come to the end of the show. Thank you to uh, everyone. Uh, so thank you, Penali, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Michael and Haley, for your live question uh, and answer session. And we look forward to... Getting sort of more questions uh, from you in future episodes, definitely, Michael. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. Um, Thank you for
4: having us.
0: Thank you. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, like uh, as ever, uh, you can all listen to this uh, episode and all our past episodes uh, wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also leave us a message through Anchor. Uh, no guarantee you'll be read out on the show but it will be listened to and yeah just help us reach more people by sharing with your friends your followers Uh, as was mentioned we do make our own manga and hot lunch is our latest one that is out now you can check that out at myamada.com forward slash manga and we will have some gamepad news to come in may which i've said before and it's recorded so now we have to do that but yeah so um, Game events. is that website no
4: pressure
0: no pressure at all yeah this is my next thing after this And um, but yeah so we'll have um, more episodes coming our next one is going to be an interview with US Best Cosplayer Casey of LM Cosplays we're going to be talking about her work and creativity and all kinds of stuff like that uh, just a reminder our email address is feedback at myamada.com and uh, you can also check us out and subscribe online that's myamada.com forward slash story x story so until next time stay tuned and stay safe and stay indoors because we're still in that in that world so uh, see you later